0: Welcome to Impacting Jamaica, a podcast series brought to you by the Port Authority of Jamaica, Herb Cement, and the Sajikor Foundation. Impacting Jamaica shines the spotlight on the many but often ignored positive happenings, activities, projects, and investments at every level across every sector to inspire, motivate, and excite people everywhere. We are speaking with Mr. R. Danny Williams, the Honorable R. Danny Williams, the former president and CEO of Sagicore Life Jamaica, uh, as well as the chairman before he retired. Uh, as you would have uh, realized that Mr. Williams is an astute businessman. He's one of those stalwarts in Jamaican business, as well as uh, philanthropy. He has dedicated a lot of his time to serving both this country as well as those who are less privileged and uh, mr williams thank you for joining me on impacting jamaica a pleasure my friend you have dedicated much of your life to uh, uh being a successful businessman uh being the founder of life of jamaica one of jamaica's well jamaica's uh first indigenous life insurance company and many of us will know it today as Sajikor Jamaica. Why have you thought it necessary to pursue business, be successful in business, as well as helping others throughout your years? To be honest with you, it came quite
1: naturally. Um, I I grew up in a household with parents who, although we were just ordinary little middle-class people, my mother was a 7th Adventist, my father Roman Catholic. They were also involved with matters relating to their church. In addition to that, they always were helping others uh, wherever possible. We always had relatives that were in need of help, and they would always help them. And maybe another factor was the fact that my um, eldest sister was mongloid, and um, therefore handicapped. Um, I grew up in that kind of atmosphere, so
0: it seems to have come completely natural, so you you have you have thought it necessary to to help others because of your own upbringing uh, do you think that you you see a lot of that happening in today's society oh yes um the the fact is I didn't think
1: it necessary it just it just evolved as my way of life, if I should put it that way and um I would say most definitely, I see a lot of it happening. This COVID thing has put a span in everybody's work. But um, as you know, I've spent, um, from 2005, I spent an enormous amount of time at Jamaica College, um, resuscitating Jamaica College. But um, I didn't do it alone. I had a committee that helped me tremendously. And um, when I retired as chairman of the school board, uh, Mike Bernard took it on, and he continued. And um, people like Ian Forbes and, and um, Teddy Alexander and all of these folks, they all jumped in, Anthony, Anthony roberts All of these folks uh, give voluntarily of their time and participated. I mean, you, you know, you... One person is inclined to get credit for what takes place, but the truth of the matter is that I couldn't have done what I did alone. It was entirely because I had the support of so many um, uh, past students, old boys as we call them. So, um, you know, but that is just in relation to JC. I mean, I've participated in many things in my life. Um, The Jamaica Association for the Deaf, um uh, I participated in in jamal um which was a very interesting experience the national literacy program for years um I participated in the twenty three swing um I was the person who led the team, and again I put emphasis on team because the truth is anybody who tries to do everything themselves. Can get left out and it's so important that you have a team that works with you and so on but to get back specifically to your question the answer is yes because as I say I always had people willing to join in and to lend support and I don't see any different today than it was in 1970 when I started Life in Jamaica 1952 or 53, 53, 54, 55, and those years when I was involved with the uh, Jamaican Association for the Deaf. um, I don't see it any different today to how it was then. In fact, I I think there may be more effort being made today in volunteer work than maybe was done in those
0: days. Um, Because I, I... I see a lot of it around me and do you do you think it's always important for businesses to invest in in the development of people in 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 the development of communities around them? I think it's in the interest of
1: all of us, whether it's a business or an individual, to do whatever you can to try and make life better for somebody else who needs your help i mean I give scholarships, for example, to youngsters up here in Irish Town, where I live. Um, and, I'm so thrilled when they graduate and they go on to university. Sometimes I have them go into university as well. Um, it, it, it's, uh, it's wonderful because many of them, you know, their circumstances are such that they, if it wasn't for the scholarship I give them each year, they wouldn't have uniforms and bus fare and lunch money and so on. So, I mean it it should it should it is critical for all of us living in this world to live for the benefit of the world and for the benefit of our fellow man and I don't just say this in religious terms um, but it is important that all of us try and make life better for all the people that we are associated with. The people that work with you, you should try and make life better for them. Their children. I mean, you may have a person working in your garden, and they have a child. A child may have talent. It is your responsibility to try and help that child. I, I say all these things
0: because these are things I've lived through. And you, you, you think that this will, no doubt, redoubt to the benefit of a better society. Oh yes, it has to. It must, because when you help
1: um, someone, they never forget they got help, and the odds are a hundred to one that they will go on to help others too. I mean, I've spoken to many people over the years. I can't pinpoint one now, but I remember speaking to many people. Told me if it wasn't for so and so, I would never be a doctor today, or uh, so and so. But and they're going on to help other people become doctors and so on, so
0: most definitely. Yes, and speaking of a better society, you've had the distinction of also serving your country, uh, uh, even while being uh, an astute businessman. Uh, Tell us about your experience. You were a a former Minister of Industry and Commerce. Tell Mm -hmm. us about that. How did that happen, and what sort of experience was that for you?
1: Well, like all young, Jamaicans who cared about their country when independence came in '62. Um, it was all about building a new Jamaica. That was all that mattered to all of us. Many businesses that used to be retails became factories. Um, the National Road and those places. Many um, it. All of us were so thrilled at the fact that we had now got independence. We all wanted to build a better country. So, we worked to that end. I, therefore, had some involvement with the People's National Party and um, with Michael Manley. In fact, he was my personal client, insurance client. And um, I, I personally had involvement with the People's National Party, and I, I participated in meetings and stuff like that with Keeble Mudd and men like that. So I, I participated politically, but not um, extensively, but I did participate. And um, I therefore was in, it, it was a time during the 70s when um, the business people in Jamaica were of the view that Michael Manley was a communist. I knew Michael well. I knew he was not a communist. Yes, he was a socialist, um, but he was not a communist. And um, we had a lot of people leaving the country. And uh, Michael invited me to become involved in the government um, to try and demonstrate that business people were welcomed in the government, and to, as a business person, to be able to assist the government. But to try and demonstrate to business people, there's no need for you to leave. You should not leave the country. In fact, you make a, last, a whole generation of people and money during that period, which is one of the things that really hurt our country. But the fact of the matter is, I joined the, as minister. I was invited to be a senator and minister. And I did it for three years. And to be honest with you, It was three of the most interesting years of my life. I learned so much being in that position. I would encourage young men in business or otherwise to participate in the political process because you need to involve yourself in how your country is governed. And I bet you if you ask somebody like um, the managing director, Don Webby, of Grace Kennedy, who also served as a senator,
0: and in the Ministry of Finance, I bet you he would tell you the same thing. What do you think was the most important lesson you've learned in that experience? The most important
1: lesson I've learned in that experience. First of all, I learned that all politicians are not thieves. And some people try to make them out. In fact, um, you can't put your head on the block for any human being. But um, in my opinion, not one of the people who sat in the cabinet that I sat in had any interest in trying to fatten their own pocket. All they cared about was trying to
0: make Jamaica a better place. And of course you've served both uh, administrations or administrations from both political parties. Yes, yes. I mean, I knew NCR. He too was my policy.
1: Um, I knew Edithiaga personally, from, we were boys. And um, there were times where he asked me to serve on boards, I mean, on the first lottery trip board I served on. And different boards I would from time to time serve on. And in fact, up to when Bruce Golding was um, Prime Minister and the Labour Party, he was leading the Labour Party, the Labour Party was in office. Um, they called on me to... Um, a negotiation on their behalf.
0: I mean, as far as I'm concerned,
1: Jamaica comes first. Not the political... I mean, you may have a leaning to a political party, but Jamaica comes first. And if there's anything I can do to help to make Jamaica
0: a better place, I wouldn't hesitate to do it. In all of this, uh, you know, look, looking looking back at at, at you know, your, your journey in business as well as serving uh, both uh, the boards of several companies across Jamaica as well as your country. Um, you know, would you say you have really made a difference? Yes, I tried to make a difference. And
1: that's why, as my biography says, and the truth is when I look back, um, I was a, a great builder for the Jamaica Association, building schools and so on for them. I, when I did Jamal, I organized it along with Joyce Robinson so that it could be an effective organization. Um, in everything that I've done, I mean, when I was chairman of Air Jamaica, at a time when it needed um, my involvement, You know, in in every instance, I can look back. I mean, when I think of um, the Tony Vance Wing, I led the team that raised the money that did it, and even led the team again that did the expansion. When I think back to Jamaica College, I mean, I must have raised a billion dollars that was invested in that school for a new dormitory, new auditorium, new sports field, all of these things.
0: Um, before you, I try to leave, make a difference. Before you leave Jamaica College you also have a scholarship as well as um yes, bursary. True. Yes, that's true. I also have a scholarship.
1: In fact all the proceeds from my biography have gone to the scholarship fund which now is at fifty million. And the scholarships is all the money is invested and eighty percent of it. Is, is given out in scholarships each year, 20% keeps growing the fund. And um, up to last year we gave out 32 scholarships. And I mean, I tell you, I, you take a simple thing, that is scholarships. I mean, I have no boys who come to me, I am in writing from them, telling me that if it hadn't been for the 100,000 year scholarship they got, they would never have been able to complete their secondary education because it was what bought their school books and it was what bought paid the bus fare and lunch money and uniform the, you know, and I'm telling you plain and strange, I would never have been able to continue my schooling and today after the to last up to two years I got a lovely letter from one who Told me all that, and now he just got a scholarship, and is doing medicine.
0: Look at that! That's excellent. Making a real difference in the lives of young people. Very important. Yeah. Very very critical. Yes. That's where it's at. Yes. So you you think that um, this will be, no doubt, a part of your legacy. Yes. Yes. And and, and it's uh, it's one that's looking really good. Well, thank God. God gave me the strength
1: and 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 the encouragement um to get involved with these things and my wife and family supported me in everything that I did. Um, even at great inconvenience to themselves. So, um and all of my business associates. In fact, what often happened was that wherever I was uh, whatever company I was involved with at the time. I mean, I got them all involved in similar activity. I mean, fellows like Robert Hall, he even took over the Jamaica was Associ- um president of the Jamaica Association for the Deaf when I moved on. And so on, you know? So, um, it rubs off at all those with whom you are associated.
0: So in, in, in everything that you do, you try to uh Incorporate giving back something to, to to contribute to the development of others, right? And our country, right? Uh, so when when you when others when when the general public um, there's a view that uh, people in business are only interested in making money. When they look at you, they will see that that's not so. But I don't know
1: how people could say that people in business are only interested in making money. Look at um, all those people that have served as president of the PSOG. Look at what Keith Duncan is doing right now. Look at the time he's given to Jamaican affairs. Um, look at the time Richard Biles gave at a critical time in, 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 um, in, in, in the country's history. Um, You know, look around at all the various social organizations, charitable organizations. They're all run by business people. When they're not run by business people, they often don't succeed because you you need that person who understands business organization to carry that same principle into charitable organizations. They have to be run in a business-like way or they won't succeed so un unhesitatingly, I mean, look at fellows like Chris Zucker, who is now president of SADICO. I mean, look at the time he gave to p s o g and other government organizations
0: and, and um oh undoubtedly um it's most definitely the case yes and and of course, uh for young aspiring leaders, uh young uh business leaders uh, coming up. What, what advice would you impart on them, you know, as a, you know, a, a veteran in the, in the business and philanthropy? Remember that you're fortunate
1: as a business person to be probably doing quite well financially. But remember that when you have a family, you must make time for them and don't become so totally consumed in your business. In addition to that, remember that it is your responsibility to give back, to help make Jamaica a better place for you having been here. That's the kind of
0: brief message I would give to them. If you had to do this all over again, is there anything you would have loved to do differently? (laughs) No, no, not really. Um, If it...
1: It would have spoiled my family life, but I would have spent a little more time in the political arena (laughs) directly. um, It gets into your blood, you know.
0: Yes, you enjoyed it.
1: (laughs) um, I would have served for a longer time, but um, my wife couldn't handle it. Oh, okay. (laughs) It took a toll on family. Oh, yes, it did take. But, you know, I was able to overcome that. It does take a toll on your family. Yes. Yes. And so it is very important that um, a, a person going into politics has the support of their family.
0: It must be something the family supports. Yes. And uh, what's, the, what's, what's, the, what's the one thing you would like Jamaicans to rem- remember you for? Trying to make a difference. Impacting Jamaica was brought to you by the Port Authority of Jamaica. Carib Cement, and at the Sagicor Foundation. If you or anyone you know is involved with projects and activities that excite, motivate, and encourage, send us an email at impactingjamaica at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. you join us again for another in the series on SoundCloud, Google Podcast, Stitcher, or on Deezer. You can also visit us at impactingjamaica.com.